1: Wednesday, January 25th, 2017, here on the Patriots Beat Podcast. It's finally here, guys. Super Bowl bye week. It is time to start talking Patriots-Falcons. We've got you covered here on CLNS Radio. We've got Tyler Trudeau of CLNSRadio.com joining the show to talk a little bit with us. We're going to talk Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and this Falcons offense. How will the Patriots defense be able to play against them? How will the Patriots offense attack the Atlanta Falcons defense? And a whole bunch more stuff.
0: Take it away, Harris. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the
1: Patriots Beat Podcast here on CLNS Radio. I'm Michael Longi, filling in for Harris this week. He will be back on Friday with his regular Patriots Beat episode, but we're coming at you guys hard for this entire week and a half leading up to Super Bowl 51. We're 10 days away now, and our coverage is just getting started. We've got a great show for you guys today. Tyler Trudeau, CLNSRadio.com, is going to join us to talk for a little bit. Just uh, preliminary stuff about, you know, thoughts on this Falcons defense, fal- thoughts on this Falcons offense, what kind of a game is this going to be, how are the Patriots going to try to attack this team, um, but the, ex- the excitement is real, it's here, the-, the Patriots are in the Super Bowl, the seventh time they've been in the Super Bowl in the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick era, just uh, unbelievable, we're also going to talk to Tyler a little bit about that and just what that kind of means in NFL history, but... Uh, Let's get it going, guys. Just to let you know, this episode this week is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. It's the new year, which means a fresh start for your business, and a great year starts with making great hires. Uh, But posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites, and now you can. With ZipRecruiter, you can jumpstart your hiring in 2017 by posting your job to over 200 of the top job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with just a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. All you got to do is post once. Watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. There's no juggling emails or calls to your office. You can quickly screen candidates, rate them, hire the right person fast. Never fails. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses nationwide. Right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. That's one word, sportsfan. ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan to post jobs for free. But uh, guys, we're going to get started. We're gonna, I'm going to give you my final thoughts on the uh, on the AFC Championship game and just kind of the way the Patriots won this game. Obviously, we had a post-game show. We broke it down. If you guys want to listen to it, you can check that out over on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, or Stitcher. You can check out the Patriots post-game show with myself, Marvin on, and DJ Mike Nice. So we were talking about the Patriots' offense, how they came out and really just took it to the Steelers. They punched them in the mouth right away, and they never looked back. And the it, it appears that the Steelers' defense felt the same way. Tuesday afternoon, uh, Steelers linebacker Bud Dupree was speaking with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, and he he said straight up, the Patriots hurry up offense confused the Steelers. It caught them by surprise. He said that it caught them by surprise how the Patriots use, how they used the no-huddle offense and how often they used it. Um, they had planned for the concept of the no-huddle offense. They had planned that it would be somewhat of a factor in the game. But apparently they were just completely taken off guard as to the extent to which the Patriots used that no-huddle offense. And if you watch, they really did. They used it a lot more often than they normally would. And... You know, it's because they obviously saw the matchups that they wanted. They knew that Pittsburgh is not much of a substitution team anyway. They generally keep the same guys out on the field for the entire game. So knowing that, they find a matchup they like and they stick with it. That's why they run those three, four, five plays rapid fire like that. And all of a sudden they're in the red zone and scoring a touchdown. So they did, the Patriots did that a lot. It really caught the Steelers off guard. They admitted it themselves, um, Still doesn't explain why Chris Hogan was wide open all night long. Nine catches, 180 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, the exact same stat line as the guy we're going to talk about in a little bit, Julio Jones on the other side, also had nine catches, 180 yards, and two touchdowns in the NFC Championship game. So, But, I mean, the Steelers left Chris Hogan wide open. I mean, I haven't seen somebody that open in, in a while, and he was open on pretty much every play Um Chris Hogan has become a legitimate threat in this offense, whether it's game plan specific or not. You know, the past couple games, he's had, you know, obviously 180 yards in this last game. will skew these stats a little bit. But he's had, you know, almost 300 receiving yards and three touchdowns over the past two games, if you're talking Divisional Championship and NFC Championship games. So, I mean, AFC Championship game, excuse me. So, I mean, he's legitimately becoming a force in this offense at the right time. You know, Martellus Bennett, we found out, has bone chips in his ankle, a broken ankle, we're talking, probably going to need surgery in the offseason. Obviously, we've seen just by the eyeball test, even if you didn't know that he had a, a a broken ankle, you would see that Martellus Bennett is not the factor that he was earlier in the season. Whether Rob Gronkowski is on the field or not, I mean, M- Martellus Bennett was a factor earlier in the year. And now, as you can see, I mean, he's hobbled out there. He uh, The divisional round, he only had like, one catch for four yards. I think he only had two catches uh, for you know, less than twenty-five yards in in the AFC Championship game, so he's been used primarily as more of a blocker, uh, more of a big uh, swing tackle type uh, uses of him because he's a great blocker as well. And even with that bum ankle, he seems to be able to to just get his big body in front of defenders, so that's great. But it, it's it's made Chris Hogan a more valuable commodity, and now going into the Super Bowl, the biggest game of the year. You have Chris Hogan plus Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola. Uh, We didn't even see really a lot of Malcolm Mitchell last week, even though he was active. And Michael Floyd was a healthy scratch last week because they just have too many wide receivers out there. So the Patriots have a lot of options. Clearly, they are going to go to a game plan specific lineup. They are going to start and sit people based on what they think is better. If they see a matchup on film, that says Michael Floyd will be able to destroy this this corner, let's say. Let's say, okay, we got this undersized corner for Atlanta. I don't even know who Atlanta's corners are right now. But let's say they have this undersized corner, and Michael Floyd can fully take advantage of that. Bill Belichick will probably start Michael Floyd, and maybe not start him, but he'll he'll activate him for this game and, you know, scratch somebody else, whether it's Malcolm Mitchell or whoever. So... At this point, it is all about getting the best matchup you possibly can out on the field at all times. So, uh, and I, for one, fully trust Bill Belichick to do whatever he needs to do. Um, but, uh, you know, closing up thoughts on the uh, on the AFC Championship game, a little bit on their defense. I, I was hoping, I was hoping that the Patriots' defense would get, uh, I'm not going to, they, they got a real test. Let's let's make no bones about it. The Pittsburgh Steelers, whether they had Le'Veon Bell on the field or not, they're a, a great offense with a great quarterback, a future Hall of Fame quarterback, who apparently is thinking about retiring, which is the news that came out on Tuesday. Um, but you have a great offense for that Pittsburgh Steelers team. And the Patriots defense gave up 17 points. You know, So whether Le'Veon Bell was on the field or not, you were still able to relatively... you know, keep Antonio Brown in check. And you were able to limit big plays. I think they only gave up two, maybe three plays of over 20 yards. And, you know, as everyone knows who's been watching the Patriots all year long, they are notorious for not giving up 20-plus yard plays. I think they've given up the least 20-plus yard plays in the NFL this year. So, if you can limit... I mean, this Falcons offense is another big play offense. Julio Jones is a guy who can take a screen pass... 70 yards for a touchdown without blinking an eye so and and, you know matt ryan can also obviously push the ball down the field with bigger receivers wide uh julio jones muhammad sanu bigger guys whatever guys that you know the patriots have had issues with bigger cornerbacks so that could definitely be a thing but the patriots will really be tested really 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 be tested in this super bowl i think this is the best offense that the patriots will go up against all season long i think that's without question they played Pittsburgh twice. The first time it was without Big Ben. The second time it was mostly without Le'Veon Bell. So, you know, as far as we all know, both teams are going in healthy to this Super Bowl. I mean, Atlanta has all their playmakers on both sides of the ball, and so do the Patriots, minus Rob Gronkowski. The Patriots are missing Rob Gronkowski, and that's it from, from their playmaker side. So, I mean, this one's going to be a great game. I don't want to, you know undersell the Atlanta Falcons at all because I think they are a great team. I can't, I'm not gonna lie to you. I haven't watched a ton of Atlanta Falcons games this year. I'm gonna try to watch them in the in the week and a half leading up and try to get more of an idea of what they do. But, you know, basic stuff. They've got a good running game, Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman, solid running backs. They've got a stud wide receiver who I think is the best wide receiver in football in Julio Jones. And they've got a guy in Matt Ryan who who has turned the corner this year. I think it's safe to say that Matt Ryan at this point has turned the corner when it comes to playing quarterback in the NFL. His first couple years he was great. He was putting up the stats, he was throwing for 4000 yards, he was winning games. The Falcons were going to the playoffs and then losing, going to the playoffs and then losing. Last year he had a terrible year. I believe it was uh, I think he had 20 touchdowns and, you know, 15 picks, something like that. Not a good year. Falcons obviously struggled because of it. But then this year he came out and, I mean, he threw, what, 38 touchdowns this season, uh, very few interceptions, definitely an MVP caliber season without question. So, you know, whatever whatever it was that he did to flip the switch, he has, at this point, flipped the switch. He is a legit player. I mean, I watched the NFC Championship game last week, obviously, and, you know, he was unbelievable, He threw for, you know, 385 yards and four touchdowns against the Green Bay Packers. Granted, the Green Bay Packers do not have a a stellar defense or secondary by any means. But in the NFC Championship game, you would think a team would just not be able to throw for 380-something yards. Now, Tom Brady threw for, you know, almost 400 yards as well. So maybe I'm just talking crazy. But, you know, you think that, to think that you can go into the NFC Championship game throw for, you know, 400 yards and four touchdowns, and then run for another touchdown. I mean, that's an unbelievable game against a team that's won a Super Bowl in the Green Bay Packers. So, you know, Matt Ryan has been very impressive over, you know, this playoff run over this entire season. I think he will win the MVP this year. We'll ask Tyler uh, in a few minutes whether he thinks that he'll win MVP this year or not. So... You know, the, this, this offense is coming in hot, this Atlanta Falcons offense. They were the number one scoring offense in the NFL, 33.8 points per game. That is some serious heavy-duty scoring. I think they scored five or six more points per game than the second-place team. So they were very far and away uh, the most impressive scoring team in the league this year. I believe the Patriots were third in the league in scoring with uh, just about 27 points per game. Um, but, you know... Came up huge in the biggest game, the NFC Championship game. They scored 44 points against Green Bay. So, I mean, they, were, they are clicking on all cylinders right now. Julio Jones, like I said, I think he's the best wide receiver in football. And, you know, he showed it last week, in my opinion. And It's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to see him. You know, this year, Julio Jones just kind of wrapping it up on him. You know, 83 catches this year, uh, about 1,400 yards, six touchdowns. Uh, average just over 100 yards a game. Uh, last year, he had 136 catches, which is just ungodly to me. It's not, I mean, the guy is 6'4", 220. You know, he is, he is unbelievable, and yet he still caught 136 passes. So, uh, it, incredibly impressive guy. You know, he's got, he's got, every, he's got the total package. The total pack. If you were to build a wide receiver for the NFL... You'd probably build him... I mean, he is in the mold of Calvin Johnson. Let's make no mistake about it. Calvin Johnson was 6'5", you know, 230, and fast as a deer. Well, Julio Jones is 6'4", 220, and fast as a deer. You know, he's a great route runner. He's got incredible hands. He can go up and get the jump ball. Uh, he is, by far, in my opinion, the best wide receiver in football. I'll take him over Odell Beckham Jr. I'll take him over um, any wide receiver. Antonio Brown... I will take him over any wide receiver in football. Julio Jones is the guy. So the question is, how do the Patriots approach a guy like Julio Jones? He is the guy who the, the Patriots... I mean, the Patriots have faced Antonio Brown twice this season. Uh, a great wide receiver. And, he, you know, he did well. Not great, not fantastic. He wasn't the, the X factor in either game that they played against the Patriots. But, I mean, he still did his thing. He's just, you know, a great wide receiver, and he's going to get his numbers. So the question is how are you going to defend Julio Jones in this situation? Do you put Malcolm Butler on Julio Jones with help? See, in my opinion the answer is no. In my opinion you need to, you need to put Malcolm Butler on Mohammed Sanu by himself. And that's going to be that. You're going to have and Bill Belichick does this all the time. We've seen it plenty of times. I wouldn't be shocked if it was, you know, this this exact approach. You put Malcolm Butler on the number 2 guy Mohammed Sanu You get another guy, whether it's Logan Ryan, who has been playing unbelievable over the past few weeks. Uh, I am a notorious Logan Ryan hater. Uh, My mind was changed last year, and then it was reaffirmed this year when he started to kind of tail off during the season. But now, once again, he's coming back strong. He's playing really great. He's He's a very streaky player. But, I mean, he's streaking at the right time right now going into the Super Bowl. So maybe it's him. Maybe it's Eric Rowe who's a little bit of a bigger guy and, you know, not necessarily as fast. But if you're you're dealing with safety help over the top anyway, you you don't need a burner to be dealing with Julio Jones. You can just kind of tail in front of him, keep the safety over the top, and bracket Julio Jones and kind of take him out of the game. And, you know, then you make Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman beat you. You make uh, Tyler Gabriel beat you. You know, so, I mean... That would be my approach. I would just, I would bl- I would throw three guys on Julio Jones if you have to. Do not allow him to beat you in this game because, like I said, I mean, he did it last week. He took a screen pass that was two yards in front of the line of scrimmage, and took it what sixty-eight yards for a touchdown. I mean, the guy is unreal. So you cannot allow that to happen. You need to have you know four to six eyeballs on Julio Jones at all times in this Super Bowl, and then. Like I said, make Devontae Freeman beat you. Make uh, Tevin Coleman beat you. Make Matt Ryan throw to anybody except Julio Jones. Because, I'll be on. I mean, I don't think they'll win if if they can't get Julio Jones to football. If he doesn't get, you know, seven, eight catches in this game, I don't think the Falcons can win. I just don't. I think the Patriots will score more points because the Falcons' defense is not good. They're only, uh, I believe, uh, 24th or 25th in the league in pass defense. Um, so the patriots i believe will be able to throw on atlanta and if if the patriots can stop julio jones i think they have a real shot to shut down this Patri- uh, this falcons offense and this is just one thing that i want to say i don't want to i want to just make this point here real quick because i saw the stat earlier and i was just like wow like I, I i it it makes sense but i i couldn't really believe it the patriots have been giving up more than 17 points in a game in a game since the, since the Ravens game in, in, on, I believe it was December 5th. So it's been like a month and a half. By the time the Super Bowl kicks off, it'll have been two months solid since the Patriots gave up more than 17 points in a game. And, you know, even if you go back to that game, 14 of those points were a direct result of terrible, terrible special teams turnovers. So, I mean, they could have won that game 33-6 uh, to six or whatever it was. So, I mean, the Patriots' defense over the course of the past, what, 8 to 10 weeks has been as shut down as you can get. I mean, they're the number one scoring defense in the league, 15.6 points per game. Like I said, haven't given up uh, more than 17 points in a game since uh, in two months, basically. So, why should I think that this game will be any different? You know what I'm saying? Why Why should I think that the Patriots won't be able to contain... Matt Ryan and Julio John. I mean, they just contained Ben Roethlisberger and and uh, Antonio Brown and Eli Rogers and all these guys. But you know, I I think the Patriots' defense will be okay. I think this is going to be a a a good game. But I think the Patriots will be able to win this game fairly easily. I'm not I'm not I'm not positive on a score, and I'll probably flip flop eight times between now and uh, our CLNS Radio staff prediction show on on Friday, February third. So, but you know, it, it it's going to be very very tough to stop this this Atlanta Falcons offense. They are prolific. They've got they can hit you all different ways. Those running backs, like I said, I mean I could say hey let those running backs beat you. They can catch the ball out of the backfield too. They are a very very well rounded offense over there in Atlanta. And uh, defensively, they have Dan Quinn as a head coach. His philosophy, you know, Seattle Seahawks. Played them in the Super Bowl. He's got some familiarity. Um, it's definitely not going to be an easy win. This will not be uh, after this game. If the Patriots win their fifth Super Bowl, they will not. the The critics will not say, "Well, the Patriots just cruised to uh, to their to their fifth Super Bowl title." I mean, they had to beat the the Pittsburgh Steelers and they had to beat the Atlanta Falcons in order to win it. So um, that will be no joke. That's for sure. But. Um, Let's let's get Tyler Trudeau on the line. Let's talk to him a little bit. com. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll hear from our friends over at Blue Apron real quick, and then we'll be back with Tyler Trudeau.
0: Not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients make a real difference, so it's important to know... Where your food comes from. I know that me personally, when I was living in a college dorm, I used Blue Apron in order to get my fresh ingredients so that me and my roommate Jack could cook up some nice meals, maybe some fresh steaks, maybe some good chili, some quality stuff. And it's also a very fun holiday gift, so maybe for a nice Valentine's Day gift or a nice birthday gift coming up I would give it to, I wouldn't give it to a girlfriend. Obviously, Blue Apron would be a little rough, but give it to a family member. Maybe they can get some high quality ingredients in their life for less than $10 per meal. Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home cooked meals. Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals. So they set the highest quality standards. For their community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers, whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron is bringing you the best. So check out this week's menu. Get your first three meals free with free shipping. Go to blueapron.com slash patriots. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't, wait that's blueapron.com slash patriots blue apron a better way to cook
1: all right we're ready to get into our segment with our guy tyler trudeau of CLNSradio.com. be sure to follow him on twitter at clns underscore tyler what's going on tyler welcome to uh, the super bowl bye week
2: I am so excited, but I'm a little bummed at the same exact time. It's going to be such a long time before we actually get to see this game. It's going to be an awesome game, and I am so excited for when it actually happens. We got a little bit of a ways to go before then.
1: I know, it's always crazy with these uh, extra-long bye weeks. You know, Even one week of a bye is long enough, but now the Super Bowl, two weeks, it's just, you know, you're just waiting for the game to get going. Uh, You can only imagine how the players must feel in these kinds of situations.
2: Exactly. It must Be so stressful leading up to it when you're trying to not make this game bigger than it actually already is. All the hype that must be going into your head just building this game even bigger. Not to
1: mention everyone you've known since about fifth grade has been blowing up your phone asking for Super Bowl tickets, you know. So Oh yeah. Oh
2: yeah, definitely, definitely.
1: So let's get into it. Uh the Atlanta Falcons, you know, obviously uh me and you Ty, we cover the Patriots. We don't know you know a ton about the Atlanta Falcons. They're not exactly one of those national brand teams. You don't see them on television a lot. Uh, but then you got Matt Ryan. In my opinion, gonna win the MVP this year. Unbelievable season. Julio Jones, best receiver in the NFL, in my opinion. Uh, but I guess I just, I just want to get your thoughts, initial thoughts on the Atlanta Falcons, and you know what do you think about their team, and uh, do you think that Matt Ryan should win the MVP this year?
2: At the beginning of the year, I really was not feeling the Matt Ryan hype. Everyone was talking about what a great season he was having, and he really was putting up great numbers early on, but I immediately dismissed that as, oh, well, he has Julio Jones on his team. Like, that's the reason he has big yards, because he's tossing Julio Jones, and he's just doing all the work. It's not really Matt Ryan. But as the years continue to go on, he has changed my mind, and I really do believe he is going to be MVP. I think it should be Tom Brady, but I know they're not going to give it to him because he missed the first four games of the season. But Matt Ryan has had just an outstanding 38 touchdown season, only seven interceptions. He really is playing a lot better than anyone expected him to since he kind of has fallen off the last couple of years. That's the more outstanding Falcons this year is that they started off five and zero, I think last season and then finished three and eight and just completely fell apart. And, I kind of dismissed the Falcons as a team that was on his way out, the Matt Ryan era. Yeah, it was good when he was younger, but now it's over. He posts the highest PBR he's ever had. And he's been playing great in the playoffs as well. He's put together a full season to bring himself to go to the Super Bowl, and I think he has earned himself the MVP award.
1: So what did you see from him in the NFC Championship game? Obviously, he diced up that Green Bay Packers defense. Granted, not a great defense, not a great secondary, but threw for over 400 yards, four touchdowns, ran for another touchdown. Uh, What did you see in his performance uh, last week, and do you think he can replicate that against this uh, Patriots defense?
2: I would like to say he's not going to replicate it in two weeks, but he really uh, stepped up in his game and just absolutely destroyed Green Bay. I was thinking it was going to be a uh, Packers-Steelers, Super Bowl at the beginning of the night when I was nervous about the Patriots game, but I turned out to be 100% wrong. The Falcons really stepped up and that was because Matt Ryan just had an amazing game and the Packers just weren't able to keep up with him in the end and this game was over a lot earlier than the Patriots-Steelers game was. This game was over quick. It didn't even seem like Green Bay wanted to be there once they got down and Matt Ryan just kept picking them apart i don't know if he's going to be able to repeat that though on the same level do i think that he's not going to play well i think he's going to play very well i think he's going to do great but i think it's going to be a little bit more of a close game not 100 percent sure who's going to win this game yet but it is going to be a close game and matt ryan's going to keep the falcons in it because they just have such a talented team regardless
1: so you mentioned him earlier julio jones uh, in my opinion the best wide receiver in the nfl Uh, Love the way he plays. I just think he's an unbelievable blend of the size, the speed, the athleticism, great hands, great work ethic. Uh, Just an unbelievable player. I'd take him over pretty much anybody. Uh, Had 180 yards and two touchdowns in the NFC Championship game against Green Bay. See, this is my thing. The Patriots have always had issues with big wide receivers. Julio Jones about as big as they come. Uh, What do you think the Patriots' strategy will be uh, trying to defend Julio Jones in this uh, Super Bowl?
2: hopefully more or less of what they did against Antonio Brown. I understand that Julio is a little bigger than Antonio Brown is, and that's probably why he's better than he is. Sometimes it just comes down to what God gave you, and he gave Julio Jones a lot. He is so talented, so big, can hurt you in many ways. And hopefully they can implement the double-teaming and just Malcolm Butler really stepping his game up to – keep julio jones contained that's the thing i don't think they're going to be able to stop him they're just going to be able to contain him he's probably going to score a touchdown at some point it's just whether it's a like 80 yard touchdown or they made him work for the touchdown we know he's going to strike but it's just limiting the times that he can hurt you and making sure he can't hurt you deep. but just an absolutely outstanding player and has even stepped his game up in the playoffs he has three touchdowns already this year in the playoffs, 247 uh, yards receiving. It's just been an outstanding season, again, on an outstanding career. He has just been the arguably best wide receiver when he is healthy. He's had some injury problems in the past, but he's playing healthy this year, and he is just proving that he is up there with the Larry Fitzgeralds, the Antonio Browns, the... Odell Beckham juniors in the world, even better than all of them.
1: Yeah, I'll be honest. I'd probably take Jones over uh, everybody you just mentioned there. And, you know, another thing that I think is great about Jones is that he makes the other wide receivers on his team better. You know, Mohamed Sanu is, is a good, solid NFL wide receiver, had a great NFC championship game, I would say in large part because there was so much coverage dedicated to Julio Jones. So how do you see the other wide receivers, Muhammad Sanu and this uh, Tyler Gabriel, who's their speedy slot, change of pace wide receiver, how do you see them uh, faring in this game with the, the Jones coverage?
2: Well, I will say I think the Falcons have a better receiving core than the Steelers did, and the Patriots did a good job defending the pass really well and just... Rafflesberger, like having a hard time getting openings and finding people. But Roethlisberger was hitting people and they were dropping it. That's not going to happen with Matt Ryan and uh, these receivers that you just said. They are outstanding and with all the dedication that his defense puts on Julio Jones, they're going to have openings and they're going to capitalize and I think they're going to capitalize more than the Steelers did. The Steelers had a dropped touchdown. They had a couple of drops on third and longs and could have easily swung the game's momentum if they catch a couple of those balls and that's just what makes me know that this is going to be an extremely close and exciting Super Bowl game for everyone watching because both teams are just stacked and it's going to just be an absolute shootout.
1: Something we haven't even talked about yet is the Atlanta Falcons running game which is actually pretty good. You know Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman, two very capable NFL running backs now, should the Patriots focus on trying to limit plays through the air, or should they try to focus on stopping the run? Because uh, see, that I thought it would be the big test in the Pittsburgh game when you have Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, and the Patriots, I figured, would have to decide which one to defend and which one to let, you know, get off. But when Le'Veon Bell went down, that all changed and turned into, let's defend um, Antonio Brown, and, and that be, became it. So, barring any injuries, the Patriots will once again have to decide whether to defend the pass or the run. Which, which one should it be?
2: I think the pass is, what, is what's what's going to hurt the uh, Patriots. They can stop the run game to a point. I know they've struggled at defending it at times this year, but the, the, the pass plays are the ones that are going to be the game changers. That's the one that Julio Jones is going to catch and run for 60-plus yards. The Patriots can live with the running game, and not that it won't hurt them. I still think it's going to hurt them if they're solely focusing on making sure Julio Jones doesn't catch the ball. They're obviously going to get burned, but not burned as badly as you can on a one, chuck-up, deep hillary pass type of thing, and Julio Jones just coming down with it because he's bigger and better than everyone else. I think it's really important that they focus on containing the pass more than the run, but that is not to say at all that their running game is not it, it's outstanding. It is a good running game, and it, even in the past offense that they have, they're good at catching out of the backfield. And the only good thing about Le'Veon Bell getting injured, besides the fact that they could focus on Antonio Brown, is that Angelo Williams is a good enough running back that people can honestly like shake their head and say, "Yeah, the Patriots did a good job sending a good running back that game." Obviously, not as good as Le'Veon Bell, but. D'Angelo Williams is talented in his own right and was the leading uh, rusher in the NFL when Bell was out at the start of the season. So he is no slack himself, and I think it's good that the Patriots could see a good running back, but I think Freeman is much better and has a better just overall team than the Steelers do. The Falcons have just been a great team, and they're going to hit you one way or another.
1: Moving over to the other side of the ball and talking this Patriots offense against this Falcons defense, uh, I looked the other day, and I believe the Falcons are 24th or 25th in the NFL in pass defense this year. So is this going to be another air-it-out attack from the Patriots like we've seen in the past, or is it going to be more of a balanced attack like we saw against Pittsburgh? Because I'm still not sure what, what Patriots offense we're going to see come two Sundays from now. What, what do you think they're going to attack with?
2: Something to note is that the uh, Falcons defense, I believe, is, 17th in the roster. So they're also not great at the ball, which means we could see a lot of uh, LeGarrette running it up the middle early or Deion Lewis uh, trying to make people miss. And maybe we try and run the ball in a couple of times and see if we can capitalize that way. But when it comes down to it, your best uh, bet is with Tom Brady. And this is his seventh Super Bowl now. There's reason for that. He gets you there by throwing the ball. He so no matter what they start off with or what it seems like they're going to go, I know that when it matters and when it counts, they're going to be trusting number twelve to make sure that they that he delivers a good play. And with the way that Hogan's been playing, and Elman had an outstanding game, and just the weapons they have that they aren't even using that much, like Bennett and Amendola, I just honestly believe that. You, you're just going to pass it when you need to most. You might see some running early on, especially, and especially if it continues to work. But last week, really did not have that great of a game. If you forget the um, big play where he pushed a pile of Steelers and Patriots into almost scoring and that's and anything he got in the end zone. And he's good for that type of a thing, but he really didn't play well. Uh, and the running game wasn't really great, even the first 13 uh attempts at running the ball, they averaged only one yard. They were 13 for 15, so that's not great, and that's not going to win you a Super Bowl. So they're going to win a Super Bowl the way they it the last one with Tom Brady.
1: All right, Ty, we'll get you out of here on this one. Um, you know, me and you are around the same age. We've been following the Patriots for our entire lives, and, you know, when Super Bowl Sunday kicks off, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick will be playing in their seventh Super Bowl as a duo Uh, 7th in the past 16 years, just unbelievable. Almost half of the Super Bowls that have been over the past 15 years, the Patriots have been in. So just give me your thoughts on Belichick and Brady as a duo in NFL history, where their place is, and kind of just your thoughts on uh, the privilege of being able to follow a team like this that just gets to win and win and win.
3: It's just crazy
2: thinking about I have only watched, I believe, one season of the Patriots where they haven't made the playoffs and I remember being so upset that year, but I, how can I even be upset? We have seen so much that is become the normal. We don't appreciate greatness that we are witnessing because we've just been so used and, and so accustomed to what we're seeing. They are the greatest quarterback coach duo that ever has existed. I, You can't say that they are a that they have made over the last 17 years, 16 years together are just anything short of a miracle. Some teams don't even get to go to the Super Bowl. This is the Falcons' second time going to the Super Bowl. That is something that must be so special for the people of Atlanta, the Falcons fans, that haven't seen them since, I believe, the 90s when they lost to the Denver Broncos and uh, John LA. But the Patriots have been to seven and yeah, they had a very rough early on, uh, uh, they had a very rough, uh, early beginning when the team started. And yeah, they made a couple of Super Bowls then, but with just Brady and Belichick alone, seven, that is just something that will never happen again, regardless if they will or lose. Seven Super Bowls together is just an outstanding career for both of them.
1: All right, Ty, well, we will have a lot more to talk about over the course of the next week and a half. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us early on, and uh, we'll talk to you later on in the week, man.
2: All right, talk to you soon. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Ty.
1: All right, that was Tyler Trudeau of CLNSRadio.com joining us early on in this Super Bowl bye week. Um, Be sure to follow him on Twitter at CLNS underscore Tyler. Tyler will be joining us throughout the next week and a half covering all things Patriots, leading up to Super Bowl 51 on Sunday, February 5th. But guys, we're going to get out of here on that note. I want to thank everybody again for downloading today's Patriots Beat podcast. Today's sponsors were Blue Apron and ZipRecruiter. Guys, stick around for the next week and a half. The next 10 days, we will be coming at you with wall-to-wall Super Bowl coverage all over the place. Harris will be back on Friday with his regular Patriots Beat. And then starting on Sunday, January 29th, We will be coming at you every single day with a Patriots Beat episode coming at you, covering all aspects of the Super Bowl. Falcons guests, Patriots guests, national guests, the whole CLNS crew will be around. Uh, It'll be a great time. Stick with CLNSRadio.com for all of the latest Patriots Super Bowl 51 coverage. Uh, For the CLNS Radio executive producer Larry H. Russell, the founder of the network, Nick Gelso, I want to thank everybody who tuned in. This is Michael Lange and this is the Patriots Beat Podcast, powered by CLNS Radio.
3: What's going on, Pats Nation? This is Marvin on a CLNS Radio, and I'm here to tell you right now to check out the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show, hosted by myself and my co-host, Mr. Mike Nice, and live on CLNSRadio.com, immediately after every single Pats game. Call in at 929 929- 477 2386, toll free to get your voice heard and contribute to the host breakdown and analysis of the latest Patriots contest. We also got the stars and sorries of the day, Twitter posts for the play of the game, and everything else that is going on with the four time Super Bowl champions. Subscribe to the CLNS Radio New England Patriots post game show on iTunes and Stitcher and the best way download the free clns radio mobile app for on-demand listening anytime anyplace anywhere